At the end of 2019, things were really busy in the lives of Lori and Chad Daybell, Alex Cox and Zulema Pastenas, and also Melanie and Ian Pulowski. It was the time around Thanksgiving and Charles Vallow, Tylee Ryan, JJ Vallow, and Tammy Daybell were all deceased at this point. Brandon Boudreaux also had an attempt made on his life the month before. And on November 26 was the welfare check on JJ. Also, Lori and Chad were already married at this point as they were married in early November in Hawaii. And they headed off to Los Angeles at the end of November as Chad took his family to Knott's Berry Farm for a little Thanksgiving holiday. Now, after Tammy died, which was in October, Chad received around $430,000 from Tammy's life insurance. And Chad and Lori then flew to Hawaii from LA on December 1st. Alex Cox and Zulema got married in Vegas on November 29th, and Melanie and Ian also got married in Vegas on November 30th. Notable, Alex took Zulema's last name, and also notable was Melanie and Ian got married very, very, very quickly. They only were dating for seven days, I believe, seven or 10 days. Now, before Lori flew off to Hawaii, she had a little phone call from Colby. November 27th, the day after the welfare check on JJ, and the same day that the detectives went back to Lori's to follow up from that welfare check, but Lori was gone, so was Chad, and so was Alex. The detectives paid a little visit to Colby Ryan in Arizona to ask about Tylee and JJ's whereabouts. And after they left, Colby called his mom and said, two detectives just came to my door, what is going on? And Lori replies, I got it, I'll take care of it, love you. Now I'm sure in true Lori's manipulative style, it would have been a huge smile on her face, acting like nothing's wrong, saying, you know, everything's fine, don't worry, I got it, I'll take care of it, love you, bye-bye, smooches, and whatever. Even though at this point, her kids were brutally murdered. Now on that call, Lori also asked Colby, according to Colby in an interview with Justin Lum, She asked what detectives asked him, and he said that was about all she said on that call. Now, also on this day, it was said that Alex Cox moved to Arizona. In the reports, it said, The day before Thanksgiving, Alex arrived at Zulema's house in Gilbert to spend the holidays. Zulema asked him to stay with her and not go back to Idaho. She convinced him he could stay with her and he could get rid of his apartment in Idaho. I have my Thanksgiving video you can see at the end of this video or in the description box below. It shows a lot of interesting patterns. So Melanie followed good old Uncle Alex to Arizona and was going to spend Thanksgiving there in Arizona because according to her soon-to-be husband Ian that she had no one to spend the holidays with. Now the next day on November 28th, which is Thanksgiving Day, Colby had to send an email to Lori and it said, Mom, you changed your number, what is going on? Lori doesn't respond back right away, more on that in a minute. So looks like Lori got a little spooked and disconnected her phone, but it is interesting, isn't it? Kind of guilty conscience, Lori? Now, the reports also said that the only other person that Colby had a number to now was his uncle Alex. So he connected with Alex via phone and text. And Colby told Alex that he couldn't get a hold of Lori. And in police reports, it stated that he was also inquiring about Lori's vehicle. So two days later, on November 30th, in the morning, Colby receives a text from Alex. And Alex gives Colby an address in Mesa, Arizona. 
and he says that the keys for Lori's vehicle would be in the glove box. Now, notable, both Lori and Alex were the registrants of the vehicle, which is the blue Nissan Rogue. That's the one we've seen before with Lori driving it in the security cam footage. So in the police report, it said the residence was identified as the home of a friend of Melanie Boudreaux. Now, we know Alex is already in Arizona, and we know that Melanie, soon to be Pulowski, is also in Arizona and there for Thanksgiving. And from my research, the address of where the vehicle was is actually a family member of Ian Pulowski's. So we also know that Lori and Chad are in California at this point. So Colby goes and picks up the Rogue and he says it's dirty. He said there was dog hair in it, so he goes and he cleans it. And here's what the reports said. Once Colby came into possession of the Nissan Rogue, he found the interior and exterior of the vehicle to be dirty. Colby said he took the vehicle to a car wash to be cleaned. Colby recalled the front passenger seat was covered in animal hair. Colby said he had been in possession of the vehicle since then. Colby said no one else has used the vehicle outside of he and Kelsey and no one has contacted him about the vehicle. So I have a couple questions in this. I wonder if Melanie came out at all, if she was there when Colby came to pick it up or she didn't want to see him or perhaps it was a time when they weren't there. And so Colby comes, grabs the keys from the glove box and away he goes. Now also my question is, whose dog hair is it in the car? Is it JJ's dog Bailey? Because he was given away in July. And this is November, unless it just wasn't cleaned. And they supposedly left Arizona in Tylee's Jeep to go to Idaho. And that's, that's what Colby said, that when he saw them last, they were in Tylee's Jeep. And when did Lori get the Rogue? We saw it in a video in the beginning of October. So there's a few questions there. If you know about the Rogue answer, let me know in the comments below. Now on December 2nd, after Lori's safe and sound in Hawaii, because she gets there December 1st, she emails Colby back, finally, and says, Hi Colbs, I need you to know that we are safe and happy. I know this sounds confusing to you, but I need you to trust me. That although there are wicked people trying to cause harm, that Jesus is on our side and taking care of us. Although we may be out of touch for a while, I will continue to help you. I love you all so much. The car and the car insurance will be paid for so you can drive it with no worries. The phones will also be good. Now, I'd love to know if those were the burner phones. You are precious to your mama. I love you so much. Kisses to, and it's redacted, it's the baby. And you and Kelsey, I hope to talk soon. I will continue to pray blessings on your family constantly. Now, a few weeks after that, on December 19th, Colby uploaded his first video on his YouTube channel, and it has since been privated, the video. And this would be one week after Alex Cox died. But on the video, the description says, Welcome to CJ's Place. I'm super excited to be launching a channel that I can finally talk about more things in depth. I want to be honest, real, and talk about things I'm interested in. You guys can come with your boy and see how everything shapes out, but welcome all. So the next day on December 20th, Rexburg PD announces the investigation into the disappearance of Tylee and JJ. And the day after that, on December 21st, 
Colby gives a call to the authorities. The report says on December 21st, 2019 at approximately 9 a.m., Colby Ryan, the biological brother of Tylee Ryan, contacted me via my cellular phone. Colby stated he had observed media reports concerning his siblings and was even more concerned for their well-being. Colby briefly explained following the contact of Detective Pillar and I at his residence on November 27, 2019, Colby contacted Lori. Colby said he told Lori the police had inquired about Tylee and JJ. Lori reportedly replied they were fine and she would communicate with the police. The communication did not appear to have occurred. Colby informed me he had recently come into possession of a blue Nissan Rogue that was still registered to Lori and his uncle Alexander Cox, but had recently been gifted to him. I was familiar with this particular vehicle as, and it's redacted, September and October of 2019. Colby said he came into possession of the vehicle on November 30th, 2019, after Lori explained the vehicle would be driven to Arizona for him to use. Colby said Lori ceased communication with him, but Colby was able to communicate with his uncle Alexander, who facilitated Colby retrieving the vehicle from a residence in Mesa. Based on the known presence of that vehicle in Idaho during the time frame, it's redacted, were last observed and the availability of the vehicle to Lori, Chad, and Alexander. I felt there could possibly be the presence of evidence or information associated with the missing and endangered Tylee and JJ. I advised Colby of my desire to seize the vehicle for evidence processing. Colby replied he understood and would cooperate. I instructed Colby to not enter the vehicle or remove anything from it. Colby advised the vehicle was parked in the parking lot of his apartment complex at East University Drive in Mesa. As I was authoring a search warrant for the vehicle, Detective Potter and Sergeant Savoie responded to the apartment complex where they made contact with Colby. Colby was permitted to access the vehicle and remove items he knew to be associated with his infant daughter, which included a folding stroller from the trunk, a car seat from the rear passenger side seat, and various child blankets and toys. Detective Potter took digital images of the vehicle and items removed by Colby. The evidence processing of the Nissan Rogue. The vehicle was subsequently towed from the apartment complex parking lot to the Gilbert Police Department property and evidence building. I authored a search warrant for the search and evidence processing of the blue Nissan Rogue. The search warrant was granted by the Honorable R. Mitchell of the Maricopa County Superior Court. At approximately 4.30 p.m., the search warrant was executed. Additional digital photographs of the vehicle were taken. Crime scene specialist Scott collected several items of evidence to include trace samples from the vehicle seat bottoms, backs, and vehicle floorboards. Detective Potter located several documents to include purchase receipts from Idaho. The rear passenger seat of the vehicle was a connected bench seat. Specialist Scott located two distinct stains at the edge of the east side of the bench seat and in the approximate area where a passenger would be seated. A third distinct stain was located along the outside of the rear passenger side seatbelt. Specialist Scott conducted preliminary testing of all three stains and presumptive testing showed a positive result for the presence of blood for all these stains. Additional chemical testing showed the presumptive positive result for blood on the upper seat belt anchor affixed to the rear passenger side seat pillar. This anchor was in contact with the seatbelt as it was retracted or expanded. The rear passenger seat covers, rear passenger side seatbelt, 
and seatbelt anchor were all removed from the vehicle and later impounded at the Gilbert Police Department as evidence. The Nissan Rogue remained impounded at the Gilbert Police Department property and evidence building. So Colby had this vehicle for all of a few weeks. Now it's interesting that there's blood evidence. Maybe not a surprise, but it's interesting. However, Justin Lum from Fox News stated that it's not believed to be JJ or Tylee's blood. He says, doing some more research into the blood evidence, the stains were small. DNA profiles are not believed to be matched to JJ Vallow or Tylee Ryan, but there are a good amount of redactions. So I'm not going to rule that out yet. I haven't seen the redacted stuff yet. But it is interesting because we know this car already has been involved in a few things that we know of. We know on the security cam that the car was at the storage unit, Lori's storage unit, back in October. And Chad had unloaded the tire from the back of the Rogue as well as the back seat of the Jeep from the Rogue. We also know a day later that Alex Cox went to the storage unit, grabbed the tire and the back of the seat, and then put it in the back of the Rogue. We also know that Chad sat in the passenger seat and Lori drove. And the next day, we also know Alex was in that vehicle as well. Now, we can speculate that it was Melanie that potentially drove the Rogue to Arizona since Alex was seen by a neighbor back in Rexburg loading his truck up on the 27th which is the day after the welfare check. And reports said that Alex and Melanie took two vehicles to Arizona. So, and Chad and Lori were gone already. So how did that car get to Arizona to Ian's relative's place? Unless we add another person to the mix and Ian drove it. I mean, anything's possible at this case, right? So the question is, the big question is, whose blood is in that car on the passenger seat and seatbelt? We know that JJ and Tylee died horrible deaths. Tylee was dismembered and burned. And there were reports that there was a gunshot that was heard on September 9th from Chad Daybell's yard. And Chad did his raccoon text on September 9th saying uh, one shot did the trick. And JJ was found with bags over him and duct tape on, around him. So the one thing, though, I was thinking about was, you know, about the three musketeers, Alex, Lori, and Chad, and questioning were all three of them perhaps in the vehicle at some point, which is possible. Maybe one of them sat in that back seat and had blood on them. And when they tested for DNA, which it's going to be pretty interesting when we find out the results, but it'll be interesting because, you see, Lori, Alex, and Melanie, and Tylee are all related. When they do a match and it comes back, they have a little bit of work to do. However, it makes me think back to court and the documents that were filed talking about DNA um, and preserving some, any tissue that they had left. I believe it was uh, when it came to Tylee. I'm not 100% sure now because it's been a while, but I do remember them talking about preserving DNA. So it makes you also wonder that, you know, are there more people that got killed? Or where the heck that blood came from? So stay tuned for that. It might take a while, maybe we won't find out till trial. And also I'm questioning, you know, was Lori's car brand new when she bought it? Or was it a used vehicle? 
because that would be, you know, uh, an important point as well. Now, on that same day that that search warrant happened on the vehicle, it was announced that Lori and Chad were persons of interest in the disappearance of Tylee Ryan and JJ Vallo. I do find that information very interesting that it's the same day that that warrant was on the vehicle. Let me know what your thoughts are below. I mean, just when you think it doesn't get worse, it does. I think we've been saying that for a while now, and I think it's only going to get worse. Let me know your thoughts below about all of this on the Nissan Rogue and good old mom being such a great giver. What do you think about the gift given to Colby? Do you think that it was to hide evidence or do you think Lori's just wanted to give it away to, I don't know, maybe make Colby feel better about things and because she felt guilty? Um, I'm curious of all the different ways you think that uh, the reason why she gave it. Let me know your thoughts below. Please subscribe if you haven't done so already. Please like and please share this out. Thank you so much for watching. See you soon.